Are you looking to push your boundaries when travelling? Get out of your comfort zone and venture a little bit further? Then join me today with my special guest as we deep dive into how she actually turned her travel style into a thriving touring company. Hey, I'm Steph, and I'm obsessed with all things travel, marketing, branding, and helping you stand out from the crowd. In just under two years, I went from being a home-based travel agent with zero clue how to make it work in the digital world to launching an international ranking travel podcast and creating an online course to help travel agents in lead generation. Here's one thing I know for sure. There has never in the history of the world been a better time to create the travel business you've always wanted. All you need is an actionable strategy and someone to show you the way. Picture this, we're going to spend the next hour of our time together at the Swim Up Pool Bar, where over a cocktail, we deep dive into travel-related topics, mixed with a little classroom training. This show is dedicated to encouraging you to step outside of your comfort zone and into your travel business. I'll show you how I did it and how you can too. Hit subscribe now and let's get into it. If you're a travel agent wanting to onboard your perfect fit clients into your biz, download my free cheat sheet for lead generation systems you can use right now. Head to stephaniemyers.academy forward slash cheat sheet. You're listening to Unplug in Paradise, the podcast. Hello and welcome back to Unplug in Paradise, the podcast. My name is Stephanie Myers. I'm your travel agent and host. In today's episode, I have the absolute pleasure to be interviewing Lisa Pagotto from Crooked Compass. If you haven't yet heard of Lisa, she is soon going to be your newest favorite person in the whole wide world. Lisa has traveled to over 120 different countries worldwide, and her travel styles is to go beyond the tourist traps and really connect with the locals on a deeper level. So much that Lisa has in fact created her own travel business around her unique travel style. So let's not delay and let's dive in now and meet Lisa. Welcome Lisa to Unplug in Paradise. Thanks, Stephanie. It is an absolute pleasure to have you on the show with us today. Thank you for having me. Before we begin, I'd like to take a moment to recognise the generations of the local Aboriginal people of the Bundjalung Nation who have lived in and derived their physical and spiritual needs from the forests, rivers, lakes and streams of this beautiful valley over thousands of years as the traditional owners and custodians of these lands. In today's episode, Lisa Pagotto from Crooked Compass is here to chat about her entrepreneurial talents and how her very own unique travel personality has formed one of the most inspiring small group travel companies out there on the market, Crooked Compass. How her drive and advocacy for immersive travel has remained untouched, even through a global pandemic creating a brand new travel experiences right here in our very own backyard. And Lisa does not stop there. Sometimes I think 
how on earth could this woman get any more robust? And then there goes Lisa in the midst of her training to become a pilot, (laughs) to have the ability to escort her very own private tours by air. So Lisa, a massive thank you for giving up your time to be with us today. I know so many people are going to go absolutely crazy over this episode (laughs) and they have every right to. So I would really love to start off by diving straight into Crooked Compass as a company and the concept of starting your business based around your very own travel style and how it all came about. Sure. Uh, well, I guess that, that goes back a good couple of years. Um, I've been in the travel industry for, for 19 years now. And I guess to add a bit of context as to where the idea came from, I've been working in various roles. I started off as a retail travel agent and worked in wholesale. I was a tour leader for Top Deck over in Europe. And when I came back to Australia, moved into the adventure tourism space, which was, you know, really my style of travel. Um, One of my roles that I had was to create a portfolio of tours for another company. And after I spent a year or so building those tours, I had a bit of a light bulb moment of why aren't I building my own brand and building it around Mm -hmm. my style of travel? And that was where the idea sort of started to come in. Um, But on top of that, I've I've always been really into writing. I've always kept a travel diary. I've still got travel diaries from when I was nine, Mm. when I first went to Bali. And (laughs) it's just writing has just always been something that I've really enjoyed and that I've been able to use as a a platform to express experiences that I've had. And obviously to be able to look back on and read those sorts of things and, you know, it triggers memories and um, Mm. and that sort of thing too. So I, I had already started a blog um, when I sort of came to this sort of light bulb moment in my career and it was literally me going back through all my travel diaries and using the content that I'd written to create a blog about these unique experiences that I'd personally done when I'd travelled. And it just so happened to be at that time when blogging was starting to become a thing and it was starting to become a way that people were sourcing information and looking for people that they could rely on um, for things that weren't just, you know, on a tourism boards page or, you know, on the, I guess, more regular places where information was available. And it grew a following really, really quickly, which was very random because I'd always mm-hmm. had in my head, well, who would really be interested in reading what I've written? Um, everyone, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, well, apparently I was wrong in thinking that nobody would be interested. Um, and the more that I published, the more comments that started coming through of like, oh my God, how did you find out about these experiences? Wow. And how can I travel like you? And so then that paired with the kind of thought that was already going on in my mind about, oh, maybe I should be doing something around my own style of travel. Well, I was already writing about things that I'd done and I had this skill set of knowing how to build product and they kind of just ended up meshing together. And that was Mm. really where the basis of Crooked Compass as a touring business came from. The blog was called Crooked Compass, so I already had that name. Um, And, yeah, it, it just started to evolve from there. Wow. And you you built an app as well, didn't you? I did, yeah. So the app came first. So uh, based on what was in my blog and considering the the touring side of things, I didn't really think that, uh, well, I hadn't gotten to the point where I thought that creating a touring product was going to be what the business was. At first Mm. I thought I'm going to really lean on my writing. I did some travel writing courses and 
um, I thought, well, what if I created an ebook about some of these really unique experiences that I've done? And surely people would pay like, you know, $9.99 to download an ebook with some pretty yeah. cool um, experiences in it. And that was where the concept sort of started. And I had a mentor at the time. And I presented my idea to him and I was like, look, I don't know if I've ever mentioned to you, but I have this blog and randomly it's got like a couple of thousand followers and um, I'm trying to figure out ways to monetize it. And I explained my ebook idea and he said to me, no, I don't think that you've got an ebook. I think you've got an idea for an app. And I was like, oh, well, I know nothing about apps. I know nothing about no tech and, <laughs> and that side of things. And he's like, no, I really think that you're onto something. I want you to look into it. And I was like, well, I don't even know how to do that. Like, <laughs> what, do I, what do I do? <laughs> and so I ended up Googling a heap of app developers and calling around and having a chat and signing a million and one NDA so that no one could steal my idea. And oh, um, yes, of course. yeah, and then finally, it was like one of the last companies that I spoke to, they got what I was trying to do. And so we built an app. And at the time when that was launched, which was oh, like April 2014 or something now, I think it was, um, a thousand outside the box individual experiences um, that most things that people hadn't heard of or didn't know were possible. And that was, I guess, the first business part of uh, Crooked Compass. And from there, those experiences then started to build what is now our touring product. Wow. Yeah, that's that's incredible. What it, like it's a it's an amazing start to such a great product as well. Like those humble beginnings. Yeah, it's it's an interesting journey, especially reflecting back now and just sort of you know trying to navigate it all. And you know, when you start a business, a lot of people have no idea what they're doing. I didn't even know how to register for an ABN, um, <laughs> let alone buy. A, Don't feel yeah, bad. I know. <laughs> let alone buy a domain name. How the hell do you do that? Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's super interesting to reflect and to go all the way back to those early grassroots stages and, uh, yeah, helps, helps keep you grounded taking the time to do that. Wow. Well, fast forward to now. Yes. How does Crooked Compass really stand out from the rest and how is, what makes it unique? Well, I guess it's a bit of a tricky question if we're fast forwarding to right now, cause we're in a very interesting, yes, <laughs> interesting time right now. <laughs> so I guess I can probably answer that in two ways. In terms of how we really stand out in a non-COVID world is that yes. we're taking people to some of the most unique, obscure, far-flung, difficult-to-access places around the planet with some of the world's most fragile cultures and tribes. Um, and that is really how we stand out. It's about the interaction, the deep connections, that community support and involvement that we offer through our international touring product um, that is really different to anything else that's out there. If you're looking at how it's different today in this current COVID world, um, obviously we've got quite heavy restrictions uh, not allowing us to do what we normally do, but we have been quite nimble in, you know, trying to stay creative and, and move with the, the challenges that have come this year. And, mm. you know, at the moment we're offering Australia. And, again, we've still tried to stick with that Crooked Compass ethos of taking people to the hard-to-reach places um, we've really tried to integrate a strong community um, and immersive experience with our Indigenous culture here in Australia. And I think we've done mm -hmm. that incredibly well and on a far deeper level than um, a lot of other companies. Yeah, yeah we've, we've really pushed to get creative with that and to deliver something that is not touristy surface level type experiences, that is really deep and meaningful and rewarding. Um, and again, also paired with taking people to remote places and offering experiences that they didn't know were possible in our own backyard. Yeah, totally. Yeah, some of the itineraries that I've seen on your website are just like, 
how, why, <laughs> like, how, how could you get there first? Where, no, for, no. But the first question is, where is yep. that? <laughs> how do you get there? Yep. What are we doing when we're and there? And that, that's the whole thing, you know, like part of our brand um, and our branding, I should say, is that intrigue. You know, we, we put pictures up mm. on our social media and the response that we want is that exact response that I used to get at the beginning when I had that blog is where the hell is that and how the hell do I do it? Um, mm. And that's sort of carried through right from, you know, nearly seven years ago when I started the business through to now. We still want that intrigue and that intrigue and that curiosity is what lures people into our brand. Yes, I can see why. <laughs> <laughs> So, Lisa, just to give, get a bit of an idea, I know we're in different times now. Um, the group tours overseas, yes. they're all small groups. Are they the same that are here in Australia as well? Yeah, so overseas, um, normally maximum 12 people. Uh, yep. At the moment, we're not operating overseas, so that's sort of irrelevant yep. right now. But um, within Australia, between 8 to 12, depending on the destination and depending on how we can manage social distancing. That's a group of friends, though. It's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Nice, small and intimate. Very personal. I love that. Um, I, know, I know we're not doing international, but what are some of the countries that you do visit overseas so people know when things open back up yeah, again? Yeah, sure. So Mongolia and Papua New Guinea, they're our, well, they were our top two sellers. Um, North, mm. North Korea, Iran, Ukraine. Um, we do a fair bit in West Africa, so in like... Um, Chad was a new one that we were just getting ready to launch. Um, we've got, what have we got? We've also got the Sudan, not that that's West Africa, but East Africa. But looking at, again, mm. going a little bit obscure, places that have fascinating history, places that are changing at the moment as well. Um, the three Guyanas across the top of South America. Um, yeah, the list is endless. We've got 66 international destinations, um, but always, mm. always trying to be as obscure and remote as possible. Yes. And what is your demographic of travellers on your trips? Are they, are they, yeah, I suppose it would, it would differ between, you know, because um, it's a small group, international or domestic, but what are, you, what are you the trends that you're seeing? Is it more men? Is it more women? Is it more solo travellers, couples travelling together? Uh, it's, it's really quite a blend. So generally the, the things that are consistent are that it's generally 45 plus. Um, people who are very well traveled they've been there done that and they're looking for that what's new and what's next Um, people who are curious by nature they want to learn more you know we're we're not the brand to travel with if you want to go and snap a photo and say that you've been somewhere Um, those people who choose to travel with us they are highly educated people and that's you know part of what they seek and why they choose to travel with us is because they want to come away more learned Um, In terms of the split between couples and solo, it's actually pretty even. We get a lot of solo travellers, but it's probably about 50% solo and 50% couples. So it's a pretty even split. Um, Sometimes we have groups. We had a group to Mongolia last year where every single person was a solo um, and none of them were travelling together. They were all, you know, individuals who just chose to book on that departure. Um, So it really does vary. Um, Also, just depending on the type of tour like whether it's a hiking tour or something not as active does sort of sway group dynamics and you know what what we start to see coming through but it's it's pretty even with um couples versus solos but definitely more female heavy than solo males yes is there an opportunity for if you're a solo traveler to have a single supplement and have your own room and things like that on the tour yeah so we've actually got a range of tours where we don't have a single supplement so it's just just the same cost but you get your own room um, otherwise, yeah, oh, okay. otherwise we can pair people if they 
don't want to pay a single supplement on the tours that do, we can pair them with another solo traveller or for those tours where there still is a single supplement and people don't want to be paired, then, yes, of course, we can still organise a single room at a surcharge. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of those people that tends to, you know, lean towards having yeah, space. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I have been described as an extroverted introvert. So when I travel, I can very much, you know, hold a conversation and have a good time during the day. But then at night time, I'm kind of like, Done. Yeah, no. <laughs> social interaction limit has been Yeah, go back and rock in your room. <laughs> I need to go have a shower. I need to go through my photos. I need to just have some road yeah. time. Yeah. No, I, t- I totally get it. It's, it's very difficult needing to be on all the time if it's not something that comes naturally. No, that's right. And you travel normally quite a bit throughout the year. Yes, usually I would probably be home maybe maximum two weeks a month. So this year has been very challenging. (laughs) I haven't been on a plane since February, so. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I I think there'll be a lot of people struggling with that because it's, you know, I think with with this pandemic, I think it's, it's really put things into perspective what we take Absolutely. for granted. And I really think that because travel is such a um is such a goal and it's such a um gives people drive, gives people something to look forward to when they get up out of bed in the morning, go to work, work, come home. They've got something to look forward to, something in the pipeline, something they're dreaming about. And I think at the moment without having you know, travel as such to look forward to, it's um, it's really, I think it's really pushing the perspective back to making people aware of what they're actually going to do when travel does come back. So more purposeful travel, like doing exactly what you're doing, Lisa, creating products that actually are so meaningful and outside the box, people n- navigating towards that a lot more um, than just, you know, something that they picked up on Expedia that was cheap that their neighbours have just done. Um, so yeah, something a little bit more, um, with a little bit more purpose. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's also a lot of people where, um, travel literally forms part of their identity. Like I, I know that I'm one of them. I'm in, you know, I'm in a bit of a privileged position, but there's a lot of people that I've spoken to over this period of the pandemic who just feel completely lost because they're so used to, um, being that person who comes back with these exciting travel stories and, you know, who's at the dinner party and someone's like, oh, where have you just been now? And, you know, that, that that's their life and that's not something that's been possible this year. Um, so there's also that uh, pool of travellers as well who, yeah, of course, that they're, you know, that they travel for a certain purpose and that sort of thing, but they've had that taken away from them and they're just completely lost and waiting waiting, waiting, waiting for that revenge travel, which is my new favourite buzzword, (laughs) so that they can get out there and just go again and find themselves. It's, yeah, it's it's been a tricky year. Yeah, I love that buzzword. Yeah, I love it too. I read it in a newspaper the other week and I use it in every single (laughs) presentation and um, conversation I'm having now. I think it's great. Oh, that is great. Well, I hope there's a lot of revenge travel talk over the Christmas table this year. Because usually January is like the peak season for everyone booking things. Um, so I hope, yeah, <laughs> I hope things start to um, look a little bit up in 2021. And you know what? Oh, it yeah, will. it will for sure. I mean, I'm, I'm already planning my revenge travel, so. 
Oh, I love that. Lisa, how can we find out more about Crooked Compass and the amazing itineraries and experience that you have so articulately put together sure. for all of so us? Sure, so you can speak to your travel agent who has access to all of our product. Um, otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> otherwise um, you can jump on our website, which is crooked-compass.com. Um, we are all, also on all of the social media platforms. If you can't be bothered to look through a website and you just want some quick glimpses of inspiration, um, but absolutely travel agents such as Stephanie um, is probably, well, would be the best person because they can help with all the tricky bits and pieces that come with our tours like visas and flights and all the extras um, as well as obviously providing you that that expertise um, and assisting you to, to um, come and join us when it's possible once again. Yes, I love, I love our little special magic power <laughs> that we have <laughs> um and also next time we have you on the show lisa we're going to talk a little bit more about crooked compass yes. by air yes and dive into your domestic product yep, as well. absolutely yes it's a, all come out of covid an innovation of the covid world so yeah absolutely looking forward to chatting in more detail about those too excellent cool all right Thank you so much for joining us on the show today, Lisa. I really appreciate it. And we will stay tuned for Crooked Compass by Air and your domestic launch. Perfect. Coming in. Sounds good. Lovely. Thanks so much, Stephanie. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much, Lisa. That was absolutely incredible. I told you she's the best. <laughs> I absolutely love hearing from Lisa. She puts her life, heart, soul, blood, sweat and tears into absolutely everything she does. And her passion really, really shines bright. If you're looking at more information from today's episode, you can head over to travelbystephanie.com.au forward slash 20 for all of the show notes and some handy links and resources from today's chat. We will be looking forward to speaking with Lisa again in the future, so make sure you've subscribed to the podcast so you don't miss those. Also, if you've enjoyed this episode and the podcast in general, I would love it if you headed over to Apple Podcasts in the app and just left me a five-star rating and a review. Also, if you're on Instagram, chuck me a follow. I'm at travel.by.stephanie or over at Unplug in Paradise. I'd love it if you just gave me a screenshot of what it is that you're listening to at the moment. I'd love to hear about what your key takeaways are and if you're enjoying my guest speakers. I know I am. <laughs> so I'd love to hear from you. Let's connect over there on my socials. Thank you everyone for your support and love so far and I look forward to our next episode. Stay tuned.